KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. One of the things I miss most about life before the coronavirus pandemic is live music. For me, nothing beats the feeling of being around people who all love the same music, singing along to the same songs. Unfortunately, venues across the country were some of the first places to close due to the coronavirus, and they may be the last to reopen. And for independent venues, many are struggling right now to just stay afloat. Some have already closed. Here in Philly, World Cafe Live is a beloved indie venue founded by Hal Real. I reached out to Hal to talk about how he's doing during the pandemic and what he's working on to save indie venues here in Philly and around the country. Uh, So just to start off, can you introduce yourself and tell me what you do? Sure. My name is Hal Real. I'm the founder and president of World Cafe Live and Live Connections in Philadelphia. Tell me about World Cafe Live. Well, World World Cafe Live opened in 2004. Um, We were aiming to be Philadelphia's premier independent live music venue, a, a place where people of all ages could come together to hear all kinds of different music on a pretty regular, a nightly basis on one of our two stages. It was designed from the ground up to be um, an excellent place acoustically in each of the two different music rooms, as well as to enjoy something good to eat and a drink and the camaraderie of being together with friends, discovering new artists, listening to artists who were established. And um, we shared the building at 3025 Walnut with our friends at WXPN. Our name comes from their syndicated uh, national public radio show called World Cafe. That show has been on the air for almost 30 years. And uh, everybody who is anybody in contemporary music, rock and roll, blues, gospel, jazz, uh, has performed on and been interviewed on that show. And that show comes out of our building, along with all the rest of WXPN's great programming. So it's a, it was our goal, our vision was to create a house of music for Philadelphia. And it's been that for the last 15 years. In um, 2008, we started Live Connections, which uh, is a nonprofit, which actually now owns World Cafe Live. It's all one nonprofit now. And Live Connections was started in response to the recession uh, because the first cuts that happen usually during a recession in public school programs are the music programs. And we couldn't stand by and watch a generation of Philadelphia students not have um, great experience with music, knowing how much it influenced so many of our lives and our friends' lives. So we started a program that fast-forwarding over the past 12 years has brought over 50,000 Philadelphia school students into World Cafe Live and also brings our teaching artists to the schools. We've created about five different albums working with students in workshops and schools and uh, done all kinds of really fun programming and important programming with students as well as with um, cognitively and physically challenged students and adults. 
uh, bringing music into everybody's life. You said World Cafe Live, it's an independent music venue. Can you just explain what independent means when it comes to venues? Sure. Independent is a really important word to us. Um, I guess to, to be rather direct, um, independent means we're not owned by one of the two huge companies that control um, 90% of the music business around the world. And one of those is a public company known as Live Nation that has um, a long list of venues in the Philadelphia area. And the other is a private multinational company known as AEG, Anschutz Entertainment Group, most often trading as Bowery Presents. Uh, and they also have a lot of venues in Philadelphia and around the world. So independent refers to the venues that are really your traditional small businesses in America. And Philadelphia has about 20 independent venues that range from something as small as The Fire, uh, with a cap of about 150 people, to um, something as large as Union Transfer, which um, you know can hold 1,200 to 1,500 people. Independent means the decisions are made locally, it's owned locally, or it's a local nonprofit like we are. We feel that independent venues are a really important part of the fabric of the city. And so we're a lot more than just a bar with a band or a nightclub. We, we are very much a part of our Philadelphia community, at World Cafe Live in particular. People get married there. People come there to see their kids play. Kids come to see their grandparents or parents or aunt and uncle play. Um, so while we have lots of national acts and we're very proud of the fact that we're the place where people like Adele first played or the place where The Roots backed up Amy Winehouse at our place uh, for, a, for a special party for uh, a famous Philadelphia quarterback whose name I won't mention, um, things like that that make us very authentic Philadelphia. We're Philadelphia born, Philadelphia proud, all about Philly. That's our world. And that's what, what independence means to us. And now in 2020, uh, you know, everyone has really been affected by the coronavirus pandemic, including, you know, independent concert venues. Uh, what has World Cafe Live been doing? Uh, how are you doing right now during this time? Well, thank you. I, I want to answer that in two ways. I want to talk specifically about World Cafe Live, and then I want to talk a little bit about what I've been doing nationally um, to help our, our brother and sister venues around the country. So um, for World Cafe Live, this is to, unprecedented, doesn't say enough. Um, on March 13th, as I left the building, I actually paused and teared up because I just had this gut feeling that this was one of the last times I would hear live music in that building for a long time. And if you think back to March 13th, we all thought, well, okay, things will shut down for a couple of weeks, but then we'll get back into action. And now I look back and for two and a half months, our wonderful home away from home for so many people has been silent. And while the radio station still broadcasting from our house of music, there is no public access to the building. And what shutting down means, um, it, it means so much on so many levels. First of all, it means that um, our staff of almost 90 people, we had to furlough 
um, 70 hourly staff and 10 salaried staff immediately because there was no work for them. Um, it means that going from a, a place that had 600 concerts a year on our two stages, 400 ticketed and 200 free, that it's been totally dark. It means for us as a nonprofit business that all revenue stopped on March 13th. And not only did all of our revenue streams stop, it's even a little bit worse for independent venues, uh, for all music venues, because in addition to having no revenue, we have the liability out there to refund tickets for all the canceled shows or for shows that people that are being rescheduled but people can't make it, or frankly, for shows where people are just you know, not comfortable saying that they're gonna go out yet. And we don't know when people are gonna get comfortable. If it's after a vaccine, if it's before a vaccine, um, but that's what it's meant for World Cafe Live. So there's no revenue, there's a big liability for refunding tickets, but our obligations for many things have not stopped. So while our landlord has been very generous to us, you know, ultimately we still have responsibilities for paying rent, for paying our utilities, for paying our insurance, which is quite substantial, um, for paying vendors who had sold us things and food and, and alcohol and soft drinks and all of that before this happened, but all of our cash dried up. So it is a spiritual challenge and a huge financial challenge. And it's, it's an existential threat because we were the first to close and we'll be one of the last to open. You know, we do at World Cafe Live, as opposed to some other venues, we do have a significant um, food and beverage component, but we're really not a standalone restaurant. So we haven't been doing the, you know, the pickup and delivery kind of thing. Um, we're, our restaurant is so tied into being part of your experience when you come to World Cafe Live. So we're looking at that and maybe when things loosen up in Pennsylvania, we will start to do a little bit of food and beverage again. But um, for us, the idea of you know partially reopening, reopening at 25% or 50% in a business where you can barely make ends meet at 100%, it's, it's just not realistic. So that's kind of what it's meant for World Cafe Live. I, I do have to say there's a very, very warm silver lining. Immediately, within a couple days after shutting down, we started uh, a fund to help our employees, an employee emergency relief fund. And over 600 people who had never been asked to give money, and it wasn't to World Cafe Live, it all went directly to our staff. But over 600 people helped us raise over $50,000 that was a critical lifeline for all of our staff because for the first month after they were furloughed, nobody was getting unemployment checks yet because of the, the backlog. So it was such an incredible affirmation of how our 150,000 fans a year feel about the people who take their tickets, sell them tickets, bring them their drinks, make sure that our restrooms are decent. Um, everything we do, produce the show, book the show, act as security for the show, everybody um, rallied to support them. And that was really um, just so reaffirming about what we mean to our, our fan base in Philadelphia. And, and now um, 
with a with a very carefully thought out plan, we are about to wrap up a second fundraiser. Every year since we started our World Cafe Live Education, formerly Live Connections, we've done something called Kids Count in the spring. And we've tried to raise $60,000 in support of bringing all these kids because the kids come to World Cafe Live for these bridge sessions for no charge. Not only does it not cost the kids, we pay for the school buses that bring them from the Philadelphia schools. And we thought, wow, you know, after a successful campaign for our staff, is it rude to go back out and do Kids Count? Are people going to support Kids Count? Well, I'm happy to announce that Kids Count is a very few dollars away from achieving and surpassing its $60,000 goal. So to see our community respond so positively at this moment of crisis keeps us going. It tells us, look, somehow we're going to get to the other side of this and people are going to get to come. We're all about convening. We are all about people gathering together. So to have everybody share knowing that we're going to bridge this and once once again we will come together as a city and as a community at World Cafe Live and lots of other great places and celebrate through music and through sharing drinks and food is you know tremendously uplifting and keeps us going sorry to get emotional but no that's okay that's amazing yeah really pulling people together and then I mean, on top of all of that, too, World Cafe Live and you, you're involved in this national kind of effort right now, right? Yeah. Tell me about the National Independent Venue Association and what's the goal there? Uh, Yes. Thanks for asking about that, Charlotte. So for about the past 10 years, um, a few of us across the country have said, you know, this is a very unique industry that doesn't have a trade association, a conference. We never get together because everybody's, it's such a tough business that everybody's so busy keeping their lights on and doing what we do day in and day out that there was no time to talk to each other. Well, nothing like a good crisis to accelerate the process of bringing people together. So six weeks weeks ago, um, I and four other founding board members created a 501c6 trade association. Uh, Short name is NIVA, N-I-V-A. The longer name is the National Independent Venue Association. What a ride it's been. In six weeks, we have 1,600 members from all 50 states. We have raised over $300,000 to fund a lobbying effort to specifically represent all of these independent mom and pop small businesses across America. And we've gotten bipartisan support from over 40 senators and from over 120 members of the House uh, for legislation that we're seeking that will, uh, while we're very appreciative of the CARES Act and the PPP, we like Uh, like the restaurant industry and others, have some very specific challenges. And we've got a voice on Capitol Hill now through our lobbying efforts, and we've gotten the ear of, um, you know, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, uh, as, as well as prominent Republicans, because music touches everybody. Music doesn't have a party. Music is a party, but music doesn't have, you know, a political party. 
whether you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, whether you're from Texas or you're from Iowa or you're from Philadelphia or New York or L.A., music plays a really important part in everybody's life. Everybody remembers a special song, a special place, uh, special times with people and friends and family um, enjoying music. So we've we needed to make our voice heard and we've gotten together to do that. Uh, we are the part of the music ecosystem in the U.S., that makes, that makes it happen. You know, every artist had a start. Philadelphia's Amos Lee and Kurt Vile and The Roots and Patti LaBelle all started in small independent venues. And we've had over 300 artists come out to support our movement. And we've just started reaching out to the artists to ask them to join in and let the, our, our name get out there. So we have very specific legislative requests to help us get through this and get to the other side so that we can reopen. Um, we are losing right now, um, a venue about every few days is announcing that it's not going to be reopened. Not going to be able to reopen. And we're very concerned that by the end of June, we're going to see that rate really accelerate because unless there's additional federal help uh, to keep venues open and help them bridge this gap, they're just not going to survive. And, you know, we're, we're trying to do surveys and figure this out along with other organizations like Americans for the Arts. We're afraid that there are 90% of these independent venues are at risk uh, because right now none of us know when we're going to be re able to reopen. None of us know how we're going to be able to reopen. We, will ha we know we will have significant additional costs for new cleaning protocols. Um, you know, how do you socially distance people who are at a live, ven live concert, you know, especially after you've had two or three drinks and you're having a good time? You can't put up barriers to a standing room only crowd and say, don't come any closer than this. It's just not practical. And how long is it going to take for audiences to feel comfortable? to go out and be there dancing together and enjoying live music together. None of us, just like restaurants, none of us had uh, staying power of more than two or three months. That's just the nature of the business. You know, to have three months of operating revenue stashed away would be huge in our business. Most of us honestly, you know, pay today from selling tickets for tomorrow's shows and we're not selling any tickets. So it is a real serious crisis, and we represent $10 billion to the economy of the United States. You know, in Philadelphia alone, we have a huge economic impact. And if you think about it, every dollar that someone spends at our venue, there was a study done in Chicago, and I think this is very conservative. Every dollar spent at World Cafe Live generates at least $12 elsewhere in Philadelphia's economy because you go out to dinner or you go out for a drink before or after or you take an Uber or a taxi or public transportation. You know, you think about it. When you go out to a show, you do a lot of things around that. So it's a, it's a real significant economic uh, as well as cultural piece of America that's at risk here. And that's why we formed NEVA and we're working really hard to lobby. We're also working really hard to research and help our members figure out what the right protocols and methods will be for reopening when we can reopen. And 
we're working on things like, you know, can we can we raise some money through doing virtual concerts? Um, you know, we're all in the business of live and business being together. So it's kind of ironic that we're spending time talking about, well, you know, if if Amos Lee will stream a concert from World Cafe Live in Philly, how much money can we raise to keep our venues alive? But meanwhile, to all of us, no offense to virtual, it's better than nothing for sure. But live streaming is kind of like somebody said to me, it's like looking at pictures of food. It's great to look at pictures of food, but it's not like eating it or smelling it or tasting it. Well, it's the same with live streaming. It's better than nothing, but it's, there's nothing like that experience of being in that room for that concert. So um, we are all banding together to try to weather this storm in every way, from public relations through political um, sources and campaigning on Capitol Hill and in our state legislators, le legislatures and in our city and local governments. But, you know, the city of Philadelphia, we're a very important element of the nightlife for the city of Philadelphia. But Mayor Kenny and city council have a huge budget deficit to deal with. And unfortunately, even though it was a small part of it, one of the first things they did was ax the budget for the, the mayor's office for arts and culture, for the Philadelphia Cultural Fund, for their support for the Greater Philadelphia Cultural Alliance. It's a terrible message to send to a city when you've got to find $650 million or whatever the number is to pick on $4 million. Maybe cut it in half, but don't eliminate it. The arts are a vital part to our lives, to our recovery as a city, and um, we've all got to get together, and the state and the city have to help too. Uh, there are other cities where they're actually finding funding to help their for-profit and non-profit independent venues. Seattle has done that. Memphis has done that. So we really we, we are forming a Philadelphia Venue Alliance as we speak, and Philadelphia independent venues will come together to tell a story on a local and regional basis as well. If people are listening to this and maybe they want to give to Neva or they want to support World Cafe Live, um, how can they do that? And you've already named so many ways, but what, what's kind of your last pitch of uh, why supporting indie venues is so important? Well, I think it's, it's so important because without indie venues, you're not going to have the opportunity to go see emerging artists um, as they grow their career we're a very important part of the growth of the career of the artists. From our open mic nights right on through to presenting locals to presenting emerging national and international acts. You're also not going to see established acts in intimate performances. Um, again, Kurt Vile is a huge act and he was scheduled to do and is rescheduled to do two shows at World Cafe Live. Where else are you gonna to get to see Kurt Vile with less than 500 people in the room? Um, it's an important part of our community for all ages, for people to be able to enjoy the, the power of music builds community. Music doesn't break people up. Music brings people together. And so to support us and your other independent venues, buy tickets when they go back on sale. If a, if a concert's been canceled, consider saying that you want to keep the money to the venue, let, it, let them keep it as a contribution to help them weather this storm. Uh, if it's a nonprofit venue like ours, there's other ways that you can make donations. 
you can buy gift certificates from a lot of these venues. And that will help having a gift card or a gift certificate allows you to participate in the future and gives the venue some cash now. Uh, what you can do that can really help on a national and local level is let your city council member, your state legislators, and your federal representatives know that the independent venues are important to you. You can go to saveourstages.com, and it's very easy at saveourstages.com to click on something that allows you to tell your legislators how important. We've sent over 500,000 emails to senators and members of the House of Representatives from independent venue fans around the country. Don't stop. Get that to 600,000. Go tell them this is an important part of our life in America, and they need to recognize that. Thank you so much for your time today, Hal. Thank you. Thanks to everybody for your support of World Cafe Live and other independent venues everywhere. And let's look forward to the time when we can all be together enjoying live music again. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area or how it's affecting you, subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon. 